Welcome to the Elephant on the Couch, where we're finally addressing what makes us uncomfortable. This is a judgment-free space designed to finally help the elephant in the room get on the couch and start the conversation. So join us. Let's get that elephant on the couch and let's get uncomfortable. Hey everyone, welcome to the Elephant on the Couch. I am your host, Tanya. And I am your co-host, Dulce. So welcome back to yet another episode. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. How are you doing, Dulce? Let's I... check in. Let's do a quick check-in before we dive right into check this. In. Um, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. I think it's been obvious in the last episodes that I've been going through changes and recognitions and... Growth. Growth. I like that word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm at a space right now where I'm just kind of taking it all in and going with the flow. Yeah. But it, it, I'm moving forward. I think it's a it's a good change. Growing pains, right? That's what it's oh, called. Yes. Talk about Li- growing Literally. <laughs> painful. Yes. So, But I think it's a good thing. I think, I think I'm heading on the right direction. And mm-hmm. so I'm okay. Meh. Shrug shoulders. I'm okay. Solid. How are you? I'm doing. <laughs> I think I'm doing okay. I mean, you know, but you know what? That's a good question because I'm working on that. And I was talking to a client about that, how we're just so automatic. Like, I'm good. I'm okay. Well, are you really good? Ish. Right? And it's not really that you're just going to open up to like a stranger that or like a co-worker that just asks for like an icebreaker type of thing in the morning. <laughs> hey, how are you? And then they're like, ah, like <laughs> open the gates and you start telling them your life story but i i want to work on that like really truly at least if i don't truly go there with the person that's asking me at least doing a little self-checking of like how am i really doing right Right. so but i'm doing okay been going through this roller coaster of emotions not only with what's going on in the world but personally too some challenges that we had there but i think i'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and if not i'm Make make me the light myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna turn on that flashlight. <laughs> so help me God, I just have to buy another tire. Ooh, sweetie, that's an ongoing issue for me. Tires. I don't know why. That is so random. It is very like random. Tires. But discount tire is my best friend. I just I give know. Him a I re- actually I got on their horse because of you. <laughs> You even have a credit card for the mofos. <laughs> so if anyone at Discount Tire is listening to this, I'm bringing you clientele, customers. customers. So give your girl a tire, please. Like <laughs> at this point, man. Yes, if anybody follows me on my personal IG, which probably the six people listening to this do follow Thank me you. on my personal. <laughs> shout out to you guys. You know who you are. Um, you probably see in my stories too that I'm. Quite often at you Discount name Tire. each one. You yeah, the guys are like, hey, welcome back. I'm like, yo, what's up? How's your baby girl doing? Like, I know what's going on in their personal life already. That's the extent of the time that I spend at that store. I think I'm going to buy him presents for Christmas. Father's Day. <laughs> for Father's Day. Hey, hey good segue, girl. <laughs> so since Dulce gave it out, so this week we're going to be talking fatherhood. For Before the elephant we the couch. go there, do you want to give a shout out to our oh, amazing yes. sponsor? Yes, 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 that is true. You guys can probably notice a difference, hopefully, with the sound You're quality. Not more deaf <laughs> you can hear me. We got some feedback from some listeners that <laughs> we weren't taking into consideration their 
need for a higher volume. Yes, there's troubles <laughs> hearing me on the episode. Um, you probably had a hard time trying to like hear what I was saying in the past couple of episodes. And Dulce has this like very powerful presence, and she. I'm makes... so glad you used the word presence instead of voice. I was yeah. like, bitch, I'm about to correct you. Well, on I was that. gonna say really obnoxious, just voice, <laughs> but I wanted to be professional. So. <laughs> See, there it is. Um, but you probably did notice the difference. So shout out to our first ever sponsor, Tronics Sound Music. Tronics with an X at the end. Yes, you can follow. Please follow their social media. Um, Facebook is Tronics, T-R-O-N-I-X, Sound Music on Facebook. And same, same for Instagram. Shout out to them. They are sponsoring our Beautiful microphone. Microphone. Device. Quality sound. Yes. And now going right back to that. So thank you, Tronic Sound, if you're listening. And now we're heading over to the theme of yes. our episode. So like I said earlier already, the episode for today is fatherhood. And because I think we're finally back on track with the recording. So it's not like it was last week. I think it is coming up. By the yeah. time you guys listen to this episode. <laughs> it should be right before yes. Father's Day. Yes. Weekend. Right. We're dropping the Friday before Father's Day, mm -hmm. Sunday. So we wanted to bring up this topic on this space because just like we said in motherhood, um, and as you guys know, this episode was created to shine light into topics that people feel uncomfortable talking about and whatnot. And fatherhood, for me personally, because we were trying to figure out why do we even address this on this space, but for me, I feel fatherhood doesn't get as much credit as mothers do. And especially for the specific holiday of Father's Day and Mother's Day. We were just talking about how even with gifts, the hype that they get on TV and commercials and internet and whatever, for Mother's Day, I almost start seeing it like, I want to say like in April. <laughs> you already start seeing like Mother's Day, Mother's Day, da 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 da, -da. And this like big old thing. And then for Father's Day, it's like, hey, BT Dubs, it's coming up. Don't forget Football to go to Sears. Coming up. <laughs> yes. So to me, that's why I was like, oh, I feel like they don't get as much credit. And when I acknowledge that they do go through a lot of the things that we mentioned with motherhood. Yeah. And I think like for me, as you were saying that, I kind of gave a little pushback to Tanya when she brought it up because I think there's this like expectation of fathers and the bar is set so low in society of what a father should do that when they do do something mm. that is typical, like be active in a child's life, there's like this over intense promotion of, oh my God, father of the year because they did their daughter's hair. Like what? They came to the spelling bee. What? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think like that in itself is shameful. And so I, I do think that mothers get a different credit than men's do and i think it's important that we acknowledge that and right. that we also bring into light that not every father fulfills the lower standard majority right. of the fathers i want to say i hope to say at least for the people the men that i'm exposed to in my life mm -hmm. fulfill a very important key amazing role into their kiddo's life and, and number one, they don't get over-celebrated because that's what they're supposed to do. Right. And number two, they they also need to be recognized. 
I don't know if I'm really like being clear on that, but I feel like there's both extremes and there's not mm-hmm. really like a happy medium. Mm-hmm. Where I feel with motherhood, we have a pretty nice happy medium. Mm. So like the ones that are not as involved, the time that they do go somewhere or they do something, then they get this like big old cheer and... Oh my God, you trophy, fed your like, child. Wow. Like... Change your diaper. Um, he feeds his child every day, lady. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I think I was telling those say that um, even Ali Wong, it, she has a special on Netflix. So if you've seen it, you probably know what I'm talking about. But how her husband, like the people at their kids' school, is like, oh my goodness, he's such an involved father. He came to drop off the kids or something along those lines. It's just like, the fuck you mean? Like, he's the dad. Of course he's going to drop them off. He should be involved. Like, why right, do they like, get a cookie every time they do something? It's, yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's unfair to me to see those expectations because it, I if you have a lower expectation of me as a person, I take offense to it. Like, the fuck you mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> like, of course I'm going to graduate from my master's program. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And I, and I think, like, it's offensive to have such low standards of fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I, that I think it even ridiculizes. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When a, when a dad does what they're supposed to be doing, right? Yeah, and I think I heard that because I kind of went around a little bit because clearly I'm not a father. Um, Neither am I. <laughs> um, so am I, I asked a little am bit. I? I asked a little bit about that, <laughs> and that was one of the things that I think was mentioned too that they feel like society has this very low standard in the moment that they do they get to like oh wow like you do it well it is it can be offensive like what do you mean i i do it well yeah duh it's my kid of course i'm gonna come to her spelling bee of course i'm gonna change his diaper right so i think that's one of the reasons why we want to bring awareness to that part of it of how either and they don't get as much um credit and attention as mothers sometimes do and this double standard of like when they do they get a cookie but yet if they they don't then they get shamed and it's where's this happy medium that you're talking about right right because it's like a given mm-hmm. like mother's day is coming yay we were talking in our last motherhood episode about mothers um being put in this like really high standard mm-hmm. in this high pedestal right mothers yep. oh Mm-hmm. But then, like, fathers, it's like, wow, you got lucky. Oh, yes. <laughs> you got blessed with a good dad. Like, what the fuck you mean? Yes. When I think, like, it should... Huh. I think in the same approach that we have for mothers, we should have for fathers. Yeah. Like, fathers, oh, Like, I, I, I truly, honestly believe that a father's role is so key to a child's development. Mm-hmm. And that we don't address it enough. It's kind of like, you got lucky you got a dad. Yeah. No, I'm not lucky. This is something that's mm-hmm. supposed to happen. Right. Or, or, you know? Yeah, or the whole like, oh my God, your husband is such a good dad because he he helps you. <laughs> right? Like, that's like a that standard yeah. is like hella low. Right. And it is offensive. You're right. I, I guess I hadn't thought about it in that light of, it is offensive to fathers to not have those same expectations because they have it in them. They can do this, right? Just like we talked about, like, for women, it comes natural, this, like, motherhood thing. And it's like, I got this. Same for dads, right? How come we don't expect that from them? Or we just, it's this unspoken thing that is like. It's like we, we allowed as a society 
that the deadbeat dad is like the role or the expectation for every dad mm-hmm. we that's took that as that yeah is. like oh you got lucky if you got a good husband mm-hmm. you like got lucky if you got a good dad mm-hmm. and it's and and it's right now that we're touching this maybe we're jumping maybe i'm jumping a little bit ahead so stop me if i am but i think that in that expectation of husband and father there's like a connection and they are not necessarily connected. You can be a really crappy husband and a really loving, involved father. Mm-hmm. They don't mm. go hand in hand. Right. You know, yeah. um, maybe you don't know how to treat your significant other. Or you guys are just way. not a good match. Personality wise, whatever else wise, it might just not be the person for you. It's That's like, not to say that it's going to be a great father for your children, for his children. It's like, I think like when we eat and we'll, and we'll talk about the double standard that you were talking, single father versus single mother, right? Single mother. Woo! We got this. I am, I'm doing it for myself, guys. <laughs> Flips hair. I'm just kidding. But I'm totally kidding. But I, I think that like, there's this like, oh, the mama luchona, you la know, mama the cuatro mama. <laughs> like we are like this invincible thing. What about single fathers? Yeah, they don't. They don't get as much credit. How come and it's we like, don't well, talk about? He should, or like, mm. like they oh. we get mad, like, hmm. well, what did he do? Why is he a single dad? Like, dude, there is a lot of fucked up mothers out there. Yeah. No offense, but mm-hmm. there are mothers that are not fulfilling that role. Yeah, and there are fathers that have to fulfill that role. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and they don't get that recognition. They don't, and, and I think that's one of the things that one of the fathers that I asked around said uh said that that the the single moms tend to take the credit on father's day and it's something that you and i were talking about how that is never going to be the case there like you were saying the, the role that the father fulfills in a child's life it's critical and it's never going to be replaced by a mother no matter how hard you try no matter how much you love your kids it comes from the best of places you are not a father right so he mentioned how like I it is my biggest pet peeve when the single moms are like, "Happy Father's Day to me." I've done it. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> let me let you know right now. There is a Facebook picture because Instagram. I'm not really. I love how this always resurfaces some sort of like social media post in your life that you need to go back and change again. I'm not gonna change it. <laughs> Just like I reflect my growth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let it sit there for the record. <laughs> So it could resurface when we're famous and they can be like, she was a bigot. I'm like, eh. Shame on you. <laughs> no, but I think like when single mothers do do that, because I have engaged in that and I'm not going to speak for every single mother out there, uh-huh. it's on purpose to get under people's skin. Like, ah, it's so you're being purpose. toxic. Absolutely. I remember in that episode, <laughs> I did say I was very toxic. 97% toxic. No, but I think that... Um, but it is, yeah. Even in the stereotype that we have of a father's role... Mm-hmm. We minimize it as a society. Even with, with women being comfortable and saying happy Father's Day to me because I got the big balls in this in this mm. in this household. You know what I mean? It minimizes the role of the father. Like right. I'm paying the bills, I take out the trash, I mm-hmm. fix the light fixtures in my house, I'm the father. How Diminishing is it to believe that a father only fulfills those roles. Mm, mm-hmm. There is so much complexity into a father's role. Right. That I think we don't 
take the time to really acknowledge. I think there's there's starting to be a shift. Right. But Slowly, I don't think we're yeah. there yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like for for girls specifically, the father is the reflexing reflection of how a man is supposed to treat a woman. Mm-hmm. That's the first love That's that a little girl has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and if the father respects boundaries, guess what? This little girl is understanding how men mm. are supposed to respect boundaries. Right. If a dad is teaching her how to be tough or how to be sentimental or whatever. Empowering them to love themselves yet set boundaries and, and stand up for what their needs and what they want in life and what they deserve. They learn that through their father role. Right. And it is different when it's your father telling you versus your mom. Because you can your mom can still send that same message, but, but it's, it's not, not the same. Yeah. And I think even in and then flipping the coin around to a a, a, a boy, that's their role model. Mm-hmm. You know? That's the man that's the male that they look up to and say, because I'm not gonna diminish single mothers out there with daughters and sons. Right? Like just because a dad wasn't there doesn't mean that we're not doing enough for our children. Right. Yeah. What I'm saying is these people, these male roles fulfill a big gap that we have to overcompensate when we are single mothers. Yeah. So boys, I think boys that don't have a father actively in their life can use other role models. But like there are some pieces to it that have to do with privacy Mm-hmm. Like, you know, talking about puberty, talking about your first the time, birds the, bees, the birds and the, the bees, birds and, the bees and all yeah. that. Like, that is a different dynamic than you do with your mother. It's a different dynamic than with your father. Yeah. It's a different dynamic to define manhood with mm-hmm. a father than it is with a mother. Right. And it's not only that because, like you're saying, it can be, to an extent, fulfilled by a mentor, a coach, pastor at church, uh, grandpa uh deal right like mm-hmm. it can be however it's not that first hand i'm seeing it being played out with between my mom and dad and also having those one-on-one heart-to-heart conversations with your son or your daughter you can fulfill this and, and i want to acknowledge that that as a single mom you probably are trying your best and yada 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 and this isn't about you today but <laughs> uh, but it's still a role that can't be fulfilled right and i really like the point that you made that that's so i want to bring it right back to that of how like implying like oh i'm a single i'm a single mom i can do this too you can fulfill that other role of the, the breadwinner the financial stuff the independent the fixing things around the house yet you're missing on that piece of like i, that, I can that never, attachment figure to a father figure. right i can yeah. never fulfill manhood to my daughter yeah you can't i i literally cannot unless Unless I decide to be transgender and I completely change, but that's another conversation. Right, that's a whole other subject. Right? But as right now, me being who I am, me, Dulce, as a mother, I cannot teach my daughter how a man is supposed to treat me by just being in the house. By verbalizing with it, her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, you can't. It's, it's not until a father comes into the picture and she starts seeing, oh, and, and I think a great dynamic that I really want to highlight on when we talk about fatherhood is problem solving. Mm-hmm. Men problem solve things in a complete different manner than women do. Yeah. We sit with our feelings. We think things through. And sometimes we get Generally stuck speaking. in there, right? But men have a really good ability of problem solving in the spot. <laughs> there's, 
they can literally go from like, oh, these feelings, they're blocking my, my view right now. Let my me pack them right here. Move here. Why are you not doing this if this is making your life so hard? Mm-hmm. And, and I think those problem-solving skills are key to the children to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mom is having a moment. Mm-hmm. Or my dad is having a moment. Right. And my mom is having these conversations. Or my dad is having these conversations and mm-hmm. they're problem solving together. Right. That I think they complement each other. Yes, the roles. Yeah. Yes. That mm-hmm. I think really helps children understand what a healthy relationship is like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, I think that we diminish a lot the role of the father. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. he, he goes to work, comes home, turns on the TV, watches TV, disengages from the family. We cook him Has dinner. Has a beer and then goes to bed. Yeah. And we, one of the things, too, is we talked about it in motherhood, how having a baby shifts from you lose that independency, your your lifestyle changes, your emotions, your hormones, everything again is mother, 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 because you're the one that gets pregnant, that carries the baby for nine months, and yada, yada, yada. Again, this The push also- present. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a push present, yeah, yeah. right? Like, if once you I mean, give a birth, it's yeah. there's an American expectation. I don't know if it's a Mexican thing, but I, I in my experience as an immigrant, it wasn't a Mexican I didn't thing. Get no I didn't get no push present. <laughs> but it was an American. It, yeah. I've heard it here in America about... Mm-hmm. And what I mean, America, I mean, Kylie the Jenner got like a Ferrari or something. Yeah, like you get <laughs> a push present. What about dad's push present? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I know that there are some dads that faint during birth because they can't handle all of that. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. it's kind of like, well, they don't feel our pain of birthing. Mm-hmm. How yeah. do you, you didn't know? carry the baby for nine months physically? Yeah, you didn't carry the baby for nine months, but you dealt with my bitchiness for nine months. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. <laughs> And, and you, and, and I, now that I'm, thank God, in a healthy relationship, like, I know that there is an entombment in pain. Mm-hmm. They might not be going through the physical pain of birth, but they're going through an emotional pain. Right. And they're there to support you, to hold your head, hopefully. Some of them, again, we're, might be generalizing, but they're there. And, and they go through it, right? Whether, again, sometimes they, that role of, like, I have to be the strong one doesn't let them quite show their emotional side. And we'll get, we'll get to that later during the episode, hopefully. But it is that they also go through all these waves and ups and downs of the pregnancy, the having a baby, experiencing loss with miscarriages and, and, and dead babies and and everything that we females might experience when it comes to motherhood, they also go through with fatherhood. Their independence is in lifestyle. If you go from like being a bachelor, your own pad, everything about your cars and whatever you enjoy, now it gets shifted because there's this little being that you have to take care of and, and shift into like, whoops, I, I need to put this hat on. I, I remember learning this in my master's degree and I really held on to it a lot. And mm-hmm. now I let that expectation go. But there was a saying that said, um, women feel motherhood where men have to see it. And they, and I remember seeing a lot of like images and patterns and beliefs that when a woman gets pregnant, they're like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. There's a baby inside of me. And that there's this misconnection from the father, um, that they don't really come into the realization that a baby's coming until the baby's born. Mm. Like that connection is not really there. Mm. And now that I'm older and that I'm a therapist and I've done everything that I've done, I come to the realization that that's a misconception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like men go through it. They're like, we're pregnant? Like just from some of the men in my life, 
I've seen their eyes twinkle when they know their wife is pregnant. Mm -hmm. They go through like all the appointments and hear the heartbeat and the ultrasounds and everything. They also go through all of that. Yeah. And I think it, it will talk a little bit more about stereotypes and misconceptions, but I think like even the identity shift that women have and like, oh, my body's going to change and I'm going to do all this thing. I think for them is like, oh, my responsibility as a provider just up to another level, man. That's a whole other level. Yep, yep, yep. There's a lot of pressure there. Um, to me, I think for me personally, growing up, my idea of a father was more along the sides of that side of the spectrum of the traditional roles in the Latino community. Latino being the Mexican community. For you specifically. Yeah, for me yeah. specifically. <laughs> Of my dad being the breadwinner, the one that works really, really hard. Again, as an immigrant, he had to work extremely hard, twice as hard, because he was sending the money to us. He wanted to bring us to this country. He wanted better opportunities for us. So it was like working from sunrise to sunset, pretty much, right? So he wasn't necessarily involved in all of the things that we're seeing nowadays and that shift that we keep talking about of slowly we're heading towards that direction but growing up he wasn't and it wasn't by choice I don't think right but he had to work long days to provide for us so that in my little head growing up that was the idea of a father someone that goes to work brings home the money for the food the disciplinary because my mom had to rely back on him because again she is raising us I'm using air quotes here by herself because my dad is working long days. So she's also tired, burned out from having to deal with four little girls that were always fighting and da, 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 like typical sibling thing. Um, and then it was like, cuando llegue tu pa, when, when your, your dad, dad comes home, home. right? And so again, to me in my little eyes, he was the one that brings money home, the one that protects us because he's the big, strong one, the, the hard one. The one that's going to discipline me if I don't listen to mama and if I don't behave, right? So, again, those roles that we're talking about, the very, the very stereotypical Latino, Mexican in my house, that's that was my idea, right? Versus now that you're talking about what I see about, like, the emotional side and the being part of everything and being involved. Now, as a grown-up, I still see that, right? You know, um, and for me, I was... My dad took a different role, right? And, and hold on, hold on, hold on to the thought. When I mean different role, I mean my dad was active in a very passive way. My mom's always been the, the, the sturdy one in the house. My mom has taken the role. She's definitely the one that bears with all the weight on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. So, mommy, I see you. Um, but my dad was my mom was very strict straight to the point this is what you're expected to do if you don't do it here are your consequences here's a chancla yeah <laughs> <laughs> seriously where my dad was more like mira mijita let me explain to you why your mom is so upset and my dad can go on sermons literally for hours oh yeah my dad too don't not do not underestimate the amount of sermons that mexican dads have right el sermon my mom would even say that we start praying and bring out our rosaries because he's about to say but but he was active Mm -hmm. he was very active my dad um 
thankfully was blessed in the sense that he didn't have to work outside of the city. Mm-hmm. I know that fathers working outside of the city is a very common scenario for Mexican migrant fathers. Mm-hmm. Here, yep. It, but for my father, he was in construction. Bendito sea Dios, thank God. And he was able to stay in town. So he was very active. Mm. He would go to our honor roll assemblies. He would go to our... Whenever we would get in trouble, he was in the principal meetings, you know. Uh, but my mom really took the leadership role in making sure we were on check. Mm. Where my dad took the softer side. Mm-hmm. My dad was more of the, let me explain to you what kindness is. And let's forgive the people that have hurt us. And mm. The funny thing about all of this is that my dad actually has a really strong voice. Hence, that's where my strong voice comes from. <laughs> um, and and he would intimidate people because of his strong voice and his strong personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But out of the two, I think my dad is the one that shows more emotion than my mom. Mm-hmm. And, and he's definitely the one that kind of like takes an L a lot more than my mom does. Like, if you mess up with my mom, she'll stop talking to you. For a month if she needs to. Where my dad, like, will be like, do you really want to stop talking to me? Like, he just... So, for me, it was a different role in the sense that my dad was active and and he was definitely more hands-on mm. when it came to us. He would play with us. Like, I remember mm. even doing his makeup one time. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as him being involved. Uh, but I, I definitely see that a lot of times in the Mexican community, the father is supposed to fulfill this role of the disciplinary mm-hmm. or the one that kind of mm-hmm. heaps and it wasn't really the norm in my house mm-hmm. so it but that doesn't take away the fact that when my mom decided to go to work and my brothers were teenagers um i was already like in my 20s <clears throat> maybe a little bit earlier but when my mom decided to go to work the expectation was still for my mom to have lunch ready mm-hmm. before she left to her shift to this day, lunch still has to be ready mm-hmm. so my dad can serve himself. So there's still, like, pieces to that machismo piece, you right. know, of he didn't really do the cooking. He mm-hmm. didn't really do a lot of the cleaning. Mm. But we go back to the husband thing, right? Like, you can be a really good husband or you can be a semi-good husband and then be a great father. Right. And I think my dad, thank God my dad was a great father in the sense that he was able to be active. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I do think that there is a level of this association that happens sometimes where to this day he can turn on the movie and just the children don't exist check out. and I can just check yeah. out yeah, where I don't think it happens as often with my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and to me, my dad, it, 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 that was the case. He was the one that my mom was like, I'm going to tell your dad. And it was always, the, but that presence that you're talking about, the very strong and the sermons being like, it was literally, I, I can probably... <laughs> I want to say two hours, an hour and a half, yes. just like that. And t- <laughs> but that was the piece that I think that's what the I want to say fear, quote unquote, but the respect more, right? Because we respected him. It wasn't like out of fear that we would comply with him because he, he never hit us, never touched us, nothing like that. But it was just like his voice and his presence in the room and the fear of that sermon that we were like, oh shit, she's going to tell dad we better listen now. Um, and, and he had to work long days. I am very, very grateful for him. But I do, one of the memories, the, the <laughs> and I don't think I've ever said this out loud to anybody, but so he bought us an encyclopedia. What are those called? Like an encyclopedia, right? Yeah. Um, the Back in the day, before the Google, before the internet, and he would buy these books and read them. 
sit there and read the book. That was his way of like, education is big and you have to do better and yada, yada, yada. And so he would, and then one day, like, I remember sitting next to him and we were both looking at the book and he was, so he spent time with me, that quality time. And we sat there and looked through the book. And I remember literally like skipping on the, on the hallway in the house of how happy I was. Not to read the fucking book because I dread those things and I hated them. But the fact that my dad sat there and read it with me. Right, because there's like this, yeah. this like this unspoken feeling of being a little princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it to this day. I have a, going back to social media and the pictures that I posted. <laughs> I have a picture with my dad. So out of my family, there's three of us, right? I think I've said this before in our initial episode. I'm the oldest one. I have two brothers. Out of the three of us, mm-hmm. I'm the one that gets more involved with him in his taste of stuff. So what I mean by that is he likes this very like ranchero thing. None of my brothers own boots, but I own boots. Mm-hmm. I take my dad to the rodeo. I listen and my brothers listen to his music too. And I think that the bonding with my brothers is very different than my bonding. Like they, they're in tune. There's yeah. like an entunement I can't but join. Are, yeah, but there is a difference with girls. But yeah. with me, I'm a little princess, dude. When I'm with my dad, I'm a baby. Like, even right now, I'm like, <laughs> getting old. Yeah. <laughs> There's pictures where he's like dressed up in it. I love seeing my dad with his like cowboy hat. By the way, to this day, I still do my dad's beard. I line it up. I dye it. Like, dye it. Every, the whole nine yards, every time I go back to Nogales. It's like my cute little daughter thing to do. And I have pictures, profile pictures with him on my Facebook. And I'm like giving him kisses and stuff. And everybody thought that he was my boyfriend. Like I was talking to guys and they're like, I see you with your man. I'm like, that's my dad. Literally the hashtag says daddy's girl. Uh-huh. But it's just like, gets sort of like, well, daddy. Right? <laughs> that's what they thought too. But I... I, I get into this really like, oh, my little daddy, I'm such yeah, a baby yeah, yeah. with mm-hmm. him. That I, I don't, I get it with my mom too, but it's different. Mm-hmm. I'm not hit, I'm not my mommy's little princess. That's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. And but get, I'm definitely my daddy's little yeah. princess for and, sure. And that aspect of having girls, bless his heart, my dad, he has four girls. Never had a boy. I think he still regrets that. <laughs> but, uh, but that's a whole different type of pressure too for him to protect us to keep us safe and whatever because he's super emotional my dad is such a crier yet growing up i never saw that i never thought of him in that light up until like when i was older and i started actually paying attention to that and what that meant i'm like he's actually very emotional and and i always thought of him as this very like hard disciplinary role because again that was was reinforced in my little brain but he's actually a very emotional guy that would probably cry if he was able to listen to this and understand what I'm saying. <laughs> he would be so proud too. and say, oh my God, Tanya. <laughs> I think, I did meet him on your graduation, actually. Your master's graduation. I remember now. No. He wasn't he there. Wasn't there. <laughs> oh, dang it. Thanks for opening that wound. I'm just kidding. No, he wasn't there because, again, going back to like working out of town, blah, 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 it was like his season to be there in May, um, he goes to California to work and whatnot. He's now retired, so he's staying at home locally now. Him and mom are happily and childless. My, dad, my mom yeah. and my dad are the doing, going through the same thing feeling. too. Yeah. But, but I think that going to what you're saying, that really bridges into the stereotype, right? right. Mm-hmm. There is this social expectation of the man being the tough one that doesn't have emotions. The protector. And protects and provides and yes. this and that. Yes, yes, and yes, I yes. think like we diminish a lot of like... The emotions that men go through in fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how uh, there's, 
this image in my mind, right? Like the little girl doing like, or the little baby doing their first steps. And the mom's like, oh yeah, our baby's doing our first steps. And the dad's like, yeah, that's great. Like, that's my girl. <laughs> you got it, baby. But in reality, I bet you inside, they're like, oh my God, yes, it's so cute. Like mm -hmm. there are hidden pieces. There's so much complexity to the emotions that parenting takes yeah. that we take away from fathers because mm -hmm. they're supposed to be this tough rook figure, you know? Yeah, and the mom is the one that experiences all of that. Right, mm -hmm. and it, that's so unfair. Yes, I, it is. Yeah. Talking with one of the people, the the men that I that are involved in my life, one pattern that I noticed is the level of compassion that men get from being fathers mm. right and and so this specifically applies to a very close friend of mine so shout out to you tyler that you're on korea right now <laughs> um no yeah is it no korea i don't know he's somewhere in the asia asia side of the world right now um but i one pattern that i noticed when i was interviewing men about this and this includes close family members um was the amount of emotion that fatherhood brings really shifts your identity as a man. Yes. It really yeah, shifts the I'm right? a hard ass, no one breaks my heart to like, holy shit, I have a daughter, I have a son, and these people might get hurt. How do I deal with that emotion? Mm -hmm. How do I make sure that these things don't happen? And the lack of control mm -hmm. that you have. Whereas women, we're like, oh yeah, they're going to go through it. And we'll figure it out together. Mm -hmm. But where men, it's kind of like, we are? How? Like, <laughs> I, I haven't even figured that out for myself. How am it's, I going to figure it out for yeah, my kid? There's exactly. Like this, mm -hmm. I was going to say that because typically for them, it's like, eh, I don't care. I mean, again, this is generalizing, but I, I feel like almost as like, like if something happens to me, I don't care. Like, I, but now that I'm a man, I can take it. Yeah. But now there is this little being that depends on me. I care about them now. And now I better care about myself because I have to be around to keep this kid alive and teach him. and whatnot. Yeah. And I think there's even like a shift in defining manhood. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we I really want to touch base on this point that we made before before we were recording of the expectation of what a man does in a family. You're the provider. You mm -hmm. are supposed to make X amount of money yeah, in yeah, order yeah. for you to be in this role. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that all of your ducks are in a row and that you mm -hmm. buy a house and that you provide your wife with a nice car and that, you know, like all these like materialistic expectations mm -hmm. that kind of like measure the worthiness of fatherhood mm -hmm. or that shame men if they don't fulfill them yeah i think it's more that that there is some shame attached to that that if you don't make x amount of money how dare you bring a little kid into the world how are you gonna be a dad if you work at mcdonald's right like there's this shame attached to like if with the amount of money that you make that that right there says how good of a father you're going to be or, or how much of a man you are yeah mm -hmm. and I, and i think even that brings like fear to men sometimes mm -hmm. at a young age like i'm not ready to be a father mm -hmm. i'm expected to provide x y and z yeah how am i to be a father and bring this in and and the reality is that it's not about that it's not your ability to make x amount of money you can make all the amount of money that you're want to make be a and fucking shitty dad exactly <laughs> yeah It's about how active are you as a father? Mm -hmm. How much love are you giving as a father? And, and one thing that I really want to recognize is that some fathers don't have their ducks in a row at all. Not even fucking close. 
But best guarantee they're going to work three shifts in one day to make sure they provide for their families. Mm-hmm. And we have to really highlight that. Yeah. Or their kid doesn't have an Xbox and the iPhone 11, but the dad is going to their spelling bees, to their baseball game. They're playing catch with them. They're doing all of this other emotional stuff that we're talking about and more involved and, and engaged in their life and, and talking, those having those heart-to-heart conversations. But the kid might not have the Xbox or the flyest... I don't know, Jordans, whatever kids <laughs> nowadays are into, I have no idea. But, uh, but you know what I mean? So the, the financial aspect does not define fatherhood, yet some men feel that pressure. Society puts that pressure on them that you have to. No, you have to. What do you mean you're going to have kids if you work at blah, 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 blah? Right? Like, right. That doesn't it's like, define fatherhood. And, and I think it, it really brings, like, how deserving are you of a family? And it's like, mm-hmm. fuck you. Like, it has nothing to do with yeah how deserving you are. You yeah. know, it's kind of <laughs> like going back to that double standard, right? Like, oh, I'm a, a single mother can handle it, but mm-hmm. a single father can't. Yeah. Or what we were saying in motherhood, like, the pressure, like, are you going to have another one? Like, you guys are going to have another one and you work at... Walmart, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, yeah. What if they're ready? Like, who cares, man? Who is to dictate? Like, when are you ready? The amount of financial, I don't know, fluidity that you're supposed to have to be a successful good father, right? Like, if they and what have... defines a good father? Mm-hmm. I think even the expectation, right? Like, and I and I really want to like highlight the ownership that we have to take, mm-hmm. where a father. A father's expectation can be so lowered by society that we enable that, mm-hmm. right? Like, we don't allow them to be active in washing dishes. We don't allow them. I, I remember one specific time in my personal life where, and I'm trying to keep it very neutral and open so that I don't specify, um, but a very close man in my life uh, was doing laundry. And... The woman attached to this man, mm-hmm. the significant other, was like, you didn't do the laundry right. So move over. I'll do it. And it kind of like shifted the power, right? It really took away the man's will and power to help or to be part of this household. Mm-hmm. And I think as women, we do that because the stereotype is like, oh, no, no, no. You're too, you're too man to do these things. I know how to do them better. Let me step into this and do it. And, mm-hmm. and it disabled, you go and have your beer and watch your game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me wash clothes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I think like part of empowering a father and taking that household role is, honey, this is not how we do it. You're supposed to do it with this. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to do it like that. And allowing them to take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for doing the laundry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that comes from what we were talking about with motherhood, right? And I don't mean to keep going to motherhood because this is a fatherhood <laughs> uh, episode, but it is, right? We were talking about that bar that our mothers set, and we grow up seeing that. So we go into these relationships with that mentality that as the women, we're supposed to do all of the household chores and all of this and blah, 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 blah. And you go to work and then come home and relax and I got you. I'm going to serve you dinner and you're going to be okay and you don't have to do your laundry. And, and it is taken away from that. And again, it, we are taking that from our children when we do have children that they need to see this equality in the relationship, right? Again, like we've been saying, I think things are shifting, but 
some that can be one of the misconceptions that their role is to be the strong one, the one to go to work, and you to do chores. You and how do and how unfair is it, right? Yeah. How unfair is it for a father who wants to be? I'm not saying that every father wants to be involved like that, but but the ones how, that want to, yeah. But the ones that want to, that we disable them from taking that role, mm-hmm. or that we diminish their role to just that, their Be- ability to do it successfully and. Yeah, because Learn. It, father takes such a high pedestal role that I think we should be recognizing, going back into the roles that I was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and for us to minimize it to just being the breadwinner, like there's so much more to fatherhood than that. Mm-hmm. But that's another misconception that that's all they care about. And taking because, out the trash. Yeah. Out the trash, make me money and take out the trash. That's all you yeah, gotta like, do. That is so diminishing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what else is there? There's yeah. a lot more to fatherhood than but, that. But and then like, we throw it on their faces. And I keep saying we as if I'm a mother and I have a significant other that <laughs> is a father. Because you're a woman, right? But, but but like, you never and like you didn't even know when your kid's birthday is and you didn't go to their parent teacher conference and yada yada yada. Which one is it, lady? Like, pick a lane. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, which one is it going to be? And even what you were saying earlier, right? Like, dad comes home and mom is waiting with the list of things that the child did wrong. Mm -hmm. It doesn't allow them to just come home and chill and bond with their kids. It's like, the moment they walk in the door, it's like, Juanito did this, and then Pedro did this, and Pablo didn't do this. And whooped their asses, and you're the one that, and they're not listening because you yada, 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 mm-hmm. yada. Where, let's allow them to come home and figure out how the day was with the kids. Yeah. You're robbing the kids from that one-on-one time with their dad, because now the dad has to be, like, the disciplinary and the strong one. And the, yeah. Don't do that to your mama. Let the, let the dad be, you know? Mm-hmm. If the dad wants to... I don't know. It, and I'm, this is this is actually a really big flaw. I'm going to say flaw for lack of a better word <laughs> that I have as a mother. I dislike playing so much because mm-hmm. I'm a therapist and I do play therapy all day, every day. I don't want to come home and therapize my kid. Like, and not that I would purposely do that. You don't have to. You can just play without doing therapy. (laughs) I know. But it's really hard for me because if if she's doing something, I'm like, oh, where is she getting that pattern? Where did she learn it? Like, my Mm -hmm. brain just automatically goes there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I usually do a lot of board games and things that don't involve me using my imagination. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But fathers have a really awesome way of playing. I don't know what it is with males. But and I'm and I'm stereotyping at this point by saying this, but I do know I do see a pattern that it's easier for men to engage in play than than at least for me in the men that have been involved in my life. Mm-hmm. Estrella can go up to her uncle anytime and be like, Uncle, I wanna play. He's like, Okay. Sits down and has tea with her and everything. I was like, Kudos to you, honey, can't do that. But it allowing them to fulfill that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than you're the disciplinary, you have to show strength. You have to. You can't show all these. Yes. Let let the little kid pretend like they're having tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With their man, male figure. With their male. Oh, there was a really cute, adorable thing about this dad that posted that he was playing with his daughter about like, and gave like a Google review I'm like this restaurant is like, but the waiter was the cutest because it was his little daughter. It was so adorable. I was like, oh my heart. But another misconception, like, very sharp shift over here, but another misconception is that they don't care 
right? Like, we just assume, right? Like, again, going back to, like, whoa, you didn't even know you don't get involved, and all you care about is going to work and making money and yada, 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 right? So it, it's that assumption of they're not interested in knowing a, a certain detail about their their um, kid's life, where you, as the mother, made that decision and didn't even tell them that this was going on or didn't inform them of whatever or whatever, right? Because sometimes they might miss something. Just right. Like we do too as but, mothers. But that, that, that goes back to the stereotype, right? Yeah. I was talking earlier about, not in this episode, just with her before we recorded. <laughs> I was talking about the hot mom costume in Halloween. There's yeah. a hot mom costume going around mm-hmm. in social media. There's no hot dad costume. And the reason for that is because there is a social ideology that mom is the one keeping everything to de- together she's doing the, the grocery shopping <laughs> she's the one that stays up breastfeeding she's the one that does and dad always looks put together he you know comes home has no worries mm. in the world there's no hot dad mess no hot mess dad sorry mm. um <laughs> to clown on and the thing is like whoa 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 you don't know that there is a hot mess dad out there yeah. that is actually doing these things. But mm-hmm. I think that society has put this expectation of what mother is that it takes away from the dad. Mm-hmm. And they put the dad in the suit very well put together. Just go to work, come home, take off your suit, grab the beer, watch sport. Yeah. And that's and, all I care about. Right. And what about dad's that's coping mechanisms? What about mm-hmm. dad's ability to kind of tune off? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, mom, self-care. Remember, you're a mom. This is hard for you. We're not diminishing. Please, mamas, go ahead and take your self-care. I'm doing it right now. Hashtag my podcast. But- Hashtag wine. <laughs> right. but, but for fathers, I think like it's kind of like, oh, no, no, no. You got your self-care today, honey. You watched sports while I was washing dishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they do need their alone time. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the gym, whether it's... Going hunting, working on their garage, fishing, talking to the, going out with the boys to the sports bar to get some wings. <laughs> what a very stereotypical very stereotypical roles. roles that we're coming up with. Going painting and wine with the guys. <laughs> Why not do it? Like you know, go. Right. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna gift that. <laughs> Give that to a listener. Yeah. First listener to send us a message about this podcast gets a free, free wine Award. painting. <laughs> But I think I think that like sometimes we deprive men of that outlet because mm-hmm. we just expect them to be yeah. It. Well, I mean, mental health. I mean, when we talked about that, and, and I know, like we said, we didn't dive right into a lot of the things specifically, but it, again, it's a very thing that gets associated with females, right? Where, like we were saying, fathers also experience the loss of identity and shift in lifestyles and whatnot. So also their mental health, seeing their kids go through whatever affects them too yet they have to stay strong to be the supportive role why when they're also grieving the loss of whatever of a child right like if if god forbid something happens and a child dies or a miscarriage or lost whatever kind the father takes that role of like i have to be strong for my wife because she lost her baby because she She's going she's through this. Going through this. Well, bro, you're going through it too. Yet we don't acknowledge that. Or they internalize it as, I can't. There's no way I can show emotion because I have to be strong for her, right? And that's a man thing and a pride thing and whatnot. But looping it right back to what we were talking about, the self-care, acknowledging that they also experience everything that a mother does, 
different extents, but the same. Um, in their mental health, their and ups the and downs that with fatherhood. To fulfill. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's the big bucks right there. The role that they're expected to fulfill doesn't allow them or doesn't give them enough grace. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think it's our responsibility to give them that grace, mm-hmm. to allow them to be able to have yeah. that. And that's the misconception that they're not emotional, right? Yet we have this big old expectation that they have to be strong and they have to provide and they have to be successful. Well, which one is it? Because right? <laughs> then we shame them for not being emotionally available and show emotion and whatnot. Right? Like, no, you're supposed to be. Like I was saying with my dad, like, I always saw him as like this like strong, firm figure. Now, as a grown therapist, I like, well, he's a mess. He's such an emotional mess. Like, he's a crier. Right? Yeah, yeah. because growing up, I had this like, oh, no, he ha- he's the tough one. He's the strong one. And it's a message that I don't think necessarily he chose to fulfill no he didn't i think it's just a message that was chosen by either our mothers Mm -hmm. or other other societal environmental cultural right yeah and and growing up too what he saw i mean i've never met my grandpa because he passed when i was little but i can only imagine and from what i hear my grandpa was also the strong the provider the tough one so. And it, goes, it brings you back to that generational trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they internalizing the generational trauma where they're fulfilling the expectation of, the, of what they saw? Mm-hmm. Or are they pushing back and deciding, no, I'm not going to be that father? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes when we talk about dads fulfilling this key role, mm-hmm. we're talking about these grown men that we're seeing right now fulfilling the shoes of the father have their own internal issues mm-hmm. have their own oh they do yeah. my dad wasn't around mm-hmm. have their own oh i had to be the role model for my family and i had to be a man at age 10 mm-hmm. you're the man of the house whatever that means right i have to not show my emotions mm-hmm. i have to you know, in, in coming into the realization that fatherhood is a completely different ballgame and that it actually entails you're going to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. you're going to be emotional, mm-hmm. you're going to 99% of the time not know what the fuck to do because mm-hmm. that's really what it is. Yeah. And that you're not going to have control. And it's like, whoa, I've been having control since I was 10 mm-hmm. because I was the man of the house and I had these expectations. And now you mean to tell me that my sick child... I can't fix it? Like, what? Yeah. I don't think we take the time to really recognize that. Mm -hmm. Recognize that wave of emotion and expectations and understanding of what it actually is happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think that's exactly what we're trying to accomplish through this. Bring light to that. The fact that we dismiss that, that we miss that as being part of the journey, that they don't get as much credit, as much attention and grace acknowledgement and grace right um when it it really is truly a very unique needed role that has its ups and downs and yet we put expectations and the pressure that they feel and everything that comes with that with being a father but like i think what we were saying those again we always try to make sure to make it a point to acknowledge that this is from our experience, right? Like people listening out there might say like, well, no, that wasn't the truth for me, the the truth for me, but it's about bringing that awareness to at least open that conversation. And you can think of like, well, where, where am I at? If you're a father listening to this, 
what do I, how do I contribute to continue to reinforce these roles in my relationship if you have a, a significant other with you when you're a mom um, and even as a single father and whatnot um, but this is with our experiences from our perspective what we are trying to shine the light on but we also do understand like we've been saying things are shifting now there is the yes. millennial gen z gen x gen x father role the modern dad that is slowly breaking those patterns breaking that generational role trauma standards misconceptions whatever and they're taking on the more active role of being involved not only physically but also emotionally available to show a range of emotions to their children and validate when their kids are crying not the whole like no estoy llorando you don't cry like don't cry like no we don't do that here Mm -hmm. no cry (laughs) cry it out baby girl okay baby i got you yeah Mm -hmm. or baby boy or baby boy yeah yeah I think um, one of the really important things that we want to highlight on the modern dad is the what what I noticed in the questions that I was asking my loved ones um, was the expectation of being a dad as a role that they want to fulfill rather than they have to or mm. need to fulfill. Mm-hmm. So one of the answers that I got was I help my wife not because she needs help, but because I want to be involved. Mm. And to me, that That's was like, oh, yeah. like, oh, you mean to tell me that you're bottle feeding your baby, that you're staying up at night, that willingly. you're changing diapers? Yeah, willingly, because yeah. They, it's not about she needs help. It's about this is my role. I want to do it. I want to be wiping my little baby's booty butt because that's my baby. (laughs) I I just think it's so important that we acknowledge the fact that men are deciding to be in these roles because they, there's an an innate desire and love Mm. that comes, you know, I I start seeing a pattern in men saying, I want to learn about periods because my baby girl is going to turn nine soon and it's about that time and i need right. to be prepared no can you help talk me to mom mm-hmm. i i need to learn about men's erections and make sure that i have that conversation with my boy rather than them watching porn the way that i was taught mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's shifting i think that there is a generational shift yes. of the father being involved in everything i one of the things that I heard this week was, I'm, I know that you have you can do it, but I'm trying to help out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that you're going to do it, but can I help you out because you're tired? Yeah. Let me bear what you're going through. And for me, it was like, whoa, like, it's not so much about let me help you. It's about let's share the pain together. Mm-hmm. I want to be part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And understanding like what my child needs and how can I support them? Yes. It's, it's, it's a, I think that innate desire has always been there, but I think that societal expectations have disabled it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we're getting to a point where men are feeling, God willing, more comfortable in fulfilling that role. Mm-hmm. And I think we really need to recognize it. Right. Yeah. I, I think that engagement is showing up more and in all different areas, right? Also with the, that equality, that sharing the chores at home, doing everything that was traditionally seen as the female role at home of cooking, cleaning, laundry, whatever. 
Now fathers are doing it too. They're modeling this for their children. They're going to parent-teacher conferences. They're showing emotion. They're crying in front of their children. They're embracing when their children are crying and and they want to learn and they want to be involved. They want to be the active role model. And I think that's the healthiest place to be i mean there's always like well what is a should you should 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 that's a lot of pressure but if anything that is the actual probably definition what a what a healthy involved father would do right that that balance between taking care of yourself acknowledging your needs your mental health whatever you're going through being there for your children emotionally spending time with them for your partner, whatever, right? And that's where we're heading slowly but surely. I also see it more and more with the modern more, dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of that involvement. Even even in therapy, I see a lot of single fathers, fathers that, that are involved. I mean, the fact that they're going to therapy with their kids, they're participating in the sessions. I was like, oh, I would have never... Imagine growing up back in the day, like when I was younger, you know what I mean? Like, no way, right? And now they're going to therapy, they're talking about these things, they're normalizing a lot of it, sharing responsibility. They're getting involved, this is a big one, getting involved in their kids' desires or their kids' passions or their kids' likes. Mm -hmm. I think that there is a stereotype of the father coming in with a set of expectations like you're gonna be the winner of the football team Mm -hmm. or my little girl is gonna learn how to play basketball at age two you know (laughs) yeah yeah. um and i i see a shift of fathers learning about frozen you know (laughs) like singing i i literally just saw one of my coworkers. i think you saw her too because she's a coworker for both of us oh but you're not on facebook (laughs) she posted her husband singing let it go with her with their baby on her hands but i see like a shift in men really getting involved in Mm -hmm. places where they're not really involved in Mm -hmm. you know uh there was a a facebook group or or just a group or a corporation of men learning how to do girls hairs oh yes i saw that or Mm -hmm. men dancing with their babies there's like a group of men and they're literally like dancing with their babies in this little kangaroo Mm -hmm. pack oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. but i think there's a shift we're starting to see of fathers getting involved in their kids interests mm-hmm. not fathers imposing what they should be doing but fathers really getting involved in the oh you don't like star wars let me go ahead what do you like tell me about peppa pig <laughs> a dang peppa pig i don't like, like that show but yeah I, yeah I i do see a yeah. shift in dads really trying to be involved in a different level mm-hmm. yeah and i hear more of that also that, well, if my kid will want to be a dancer, I would support him, right? If my little boy wanted to do gymnastics, well, I'll I want him, baby, but fuck it, I'll go to the dance class. Dude, shout out to mm-hmm. my brother for doing the daddy-daughter dance, mm-hmm. now that it's a parent-daughter dance over there. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, I mean, my brother is as, I don't know, as Latino man as you can think of, whatever yeah. the stereotype is. And he was out there, dude, with his three-year-old just... Doing the little dances and moving her around. That takes a level of vulnerability. And let me tell you, in the dance studio, there's a a lot of men that are Mm -hmm. involved in the parent-daughter dance. Mm -hmm. Parent, because I came in and I wanted to be part of that. So now it's gender neutral. But... (laughs) 
But there's a lot Thanks of Thanks a lot. Like, how it. uncomfortable is it to be in a in a stage yeah. dancing ballet with your little girl? Really? Like, that's intense. And girl, when I'm telling you fathers were actively doing that, yeah. they were. And it takes a level of vulnerability, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or like I was saying, like, to, to acknowledge, I need help. I... I I have no idea what I'm doing here. Help me out. Like, what do I do? It takes putting that very pride that we associate with manhood and, like, know-it-all and strong and whatever to kind of, like, put that aside and be like, oh, I need help. Yeah, right? tell like, me about periods. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to handle to a period. To be vulnerable like that? What am I supposed to tell my girl? How do mm-hmm. I do a period bag for her? How yeah. do I prepare her for that day? <laughs> yeah. It, it, this is a personal instance from one of my friends you know mm-hmm. what I mean but I yeah. think that being able to get in those talk about being vul- willingly vulnerable yeah like you have to want to really you must really love what pad <laughs> sh- should I buy for my daughter mm-hmm. what should I tell her yeah how is she supposed to act how does she ask for permission to go to the restroom these mm-hmm. are questions that we as women feel quote air quotes come naturally come naturally yeah, right yeah. But to be in that space, I think we really have to praise them and give them that grace. Yes. The modern dad is no longer just the provider. They're engaged. They're emotionally involved and available. They show up in different ways. They're supportive. They're flexible. They roll with the punches. They learn about Frozen and Peppa Pig. And And I think we have to also give a shout out to... The fathers that are not necessarily brought into the picture. Oh, I'm pregnant. Here, you're a father. But the parent, the fathers that choose to join the picture, and I'm talking specifically about stepfathers. Non-biological. Non-biological fathers, adoptive fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, tios. Tios, uncles, or grandparents, mm-hmm. or uh, mentors that willingly take that spot to really help out a kiddo. To the best of their ability, because like we said, you wouldn't replace the father role. However, they take it on and they put themselves out there. I mean, there are some stepfathers that are really... I really like uh, Joey in one... This is a radio, local radio station that I listen to every morning. But (laughs) he said, I'm not a dad. I'm not a stepdad. I'm a dad that stepped up. Ooh, Ooh. boy. Say that again, Joey. (laughs) But I love that because he's taking on a role that's even twice as hard. Mm. Not only do you have to step in and prove yourself, but now you have to like go above and beyond to show. And that's a whole nother level of pressure. Talk about walking on eggshells. Right. (laughs) Let's acknowledge the elephant on the Yeah, And, And again, that willingness to want to do that because I want it. I enjoy it. It fulfills me. And this is something that from the inside, I want to do. Willingly, right? Yes. It takes a, a whole nother meaning to, to step up into that role. And even... Even as we talk about co-parenting or divorce, kind of shifting a little bit to, to mm-hmm. that side, the amount of responsibility that's expected by society really gives some leeway to men mm-hmm. and the ability of them being involved in the kid's life. Like, you can come into court and be like, I want to visit my kid on the weekends, and it is what it is, depending on the state. Right. Let me say that. But you can come in and say, like, I just want to see her Saturday and Sundays. Tell me how much child support I need to pay, and then that's that. 
yeah. You know, but the men that are like, uh-uh, honey, I'm having her 50%. It got me and, and that really take on the role of actively driving to drop off their kids, mm-hmm. coming back. Like, shout out to the dads that are driving statewide from one point of the state to, to the parent. other just to go and pick up their kid and have them 50% of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is the ideal situation, but I think it's important to recognize the fathers that are comfortable, yeah, that are willing, that are putting themselves in that place to make sure that their kids have that parent figure mm-hmm. yeah, it, at because, least 50% of the time. Because again, going back to stereotypes and typical roles and whatever, the kids... Typically, generalizing, right? Because I do have, again, like I said, single fathers that I work with and they have the kids 100% of the time. But typically, kids stay with the mom. And eh, it, it can be pretty convenient, pretty eh. I'm just going to every other weekend and, and pay child support. But the ones that, again, willingly want to like, oh, hell no, these are my kids 50-50. And I'm going to go pick them up. And I'm going to be involved. And I'm going to go to every school event and parent-teacher conference and graduation and whatever whatever else right that is a whole nother level of commitment to fatherhood and let's not let's not make it wow that's amazing good job Mm -hmm. kudos for you stepping to the role that is expected of you Mm -hmm. right not you're not going above and beyond Mm-hmm. You're doing what's expected. You're supposed to be 50%. Right, it is supposed to, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm proud of you for being comfortable and being in that place, even though society will pressure you to just have them on the weekend. Right. Or even do, again, it can be pretty convenient to just, oh, oh well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. you, but because, again, that inner Innate. desire to want to do it, you're like, no, you fight for that, right? And I That's think that really- modern dad that we're talking about, that it's the healthy place to be at. And this yeah. isn't like from a place of like judgment, but if we're being realistic, that is what that father, the, the meaning of the word father and what it entails and truly not just being the breadwinner and the supportive and the strong one, that's what it means. And kudos for you for being able to do that mm-hmm. in a society that doesn't expect you to do it. Or that might not give you credit enough for doing it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think... Um, that really gives us the opens the space for us to talk about our responsibilities. What are what do you think as a Latina Mexican woman is your responsibility as we celebrate <laughs> Father's Day, man? <laughs> She's like, oh, say. to take a chill pill. Because <laughs> especially me, this is a personal struggle. I'm like <laughs> my mother's daughter, and I'm like the problem solver. Like, oh no, siéntate. Like, and I and I get mad at my mom for doing that. Like, siéntate, siéntate, yo te traigo. But I've really very much internalized that and being like, oh no, I'll do it. I'll got it. Blah blah blah. Right. So I need to eventually in the future, whatever, or God willing, my two cents mm-hmm. with friends, family, whatever, that, to take a chill pill, take, let them, let them, uh, like, don't insult them by saying, like, well, you don't know how to do it, let me just do it myself. No, let them learn, allow them to there, join them, like I said in the toxicity one, not to say that parents are toxic, but uh, shoulder to shoulder, right there, learn together, mm-hmm. right? If, if you like a certain style, be willing to compromise too because it's not always going to be what I want and my expectations, right? I need to, like I said, take a chill pill and learn that this person is coming from a whole nother different environment, background, upbringing, 
So whatever works for them might not work for me. But when we decided to join our fluids and make this human being, now we got to be flexible. Yeah. Right? Now, I, I think it's allowing them to fulfill their space. Mm-hmm. I am no one to decide how and when they will fulfill their space. Right. And how to be a father. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if... I think collectively, you kind of have to sit there and say, how are we going to address this? Mm-hmm. And being comfortable with them taking on that role sometimes. Yeah. Not putting it all on them. Like you said, take a chill pill. Like, I'm not going to go up to my significant other and be like, oh, guess what Estrella did today? You better get on her ass. Like, it's about, <laughs> hey, I really saw this positive outcoming today. This is how our day was. Go and play with her. Go do your thing. And allowing them to do that. Allowing them to go do your thing. To bond. Yeah. Bond. Yeah. To bond. And and throwing your expectations out the window. Because yes, you can have an idea and and some sort of direction of where you want to head with parenting and your kids and whatnot. But this is 50-50. And as a woman, you don't get to decide 100% everything. If you do, you can be a single mother. It's great. (laughs) Just kidding. Those but just know that you will never fill those shoes. <laughs> those shoes. <laughs> yeah. Very um, clear. I think another piece to that is like recognizing the struggle of like men's expectations, mm-hmm. fatherhood, father roles, and the actual reality of it. Manhood. Manhood. Like, like we were talking about like that financial pressure to make six figures and above to be now you're ready to have a kid right right i think i think there's this idea like oh you need to look like this dress like this act like this behave like this feel like this for you to be a good dad Mm -hmm. for you to be a good man Bye, Felicia, to those expectations. <laughs> Bye, Felicia, their asses expectations. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we all, I, personally, I think we need to, as a whole, as Latina women, we really need to recognize what they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you something as a single mother. Even for the fathers that are only providers, the pressure of handling everything financially brings another level of fucked upness to parenting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so having a person, a provider that can fulfill that gap makes my job 50% easier. Mm-hmm. Like 50% of the stress is gone. Mm-hmm. Of me being like, oh, I need to pay this bill. I need to pay this bill. Oh, I have $100 to survive. How am I going to buy her shoes? It's a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, I can't call off. I'm out of, I'm out of sick time. Even for the fathers that are maybe not as involved, but that they bring bread to the table that are the breadwinners, we even then we have to recognize that mm-hmm. and and provide grace and love to that because the ability the ability for you to be a mother, a stay at home mother, or if you are a working mother because your husband's working too or your significant other, whatever you want to call them, um, the ability to have that financial stressor off your shoulders make par- makes parenting a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's recognize, even if the father is not as involved as we are talking about in the modern, the mm-hmm. modern day dad, even if they're not, the fact that they can bring you financial peace 
mm. is something we have to recognize. You think it's easy to be out of state or out of the home without the warmth and care of a home mm-hmm. meal, home-cooked meal from your significant other. The, the loneliness. The, yes, yeah. the love of your kids, the warmth mm-hmm. of the household. Like, that's a sacrifice that they're taking. Mm-hmm. And we have to recognize that and provide that, that yeah. grace and love mm-hmm. and recognition. Like, dude, I wouldn't... I don't think I would be in college if it wasn't for my dad paying for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think as women too, as women as, or mothers, we have to relax. Like the whole like, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Then you're going to end up burning yourself out. Allow the father to take on that role, to do something that he enjoys. Now that you were saying something about work, I was like, my brain was going there. Like even like paternity leave is not like as common as maternity leave. I think, yes. again, it's slowly baby steps are heading in that direction, but this is a modern, a new thing to hear even paternity leave Dude, being available. shout out to my brother. Brother, if you're listening, shout out to my brother. He took his paternity <laughs> leave, man. He was hashtag involved in that paternity <laughs> leave. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Like, cha- like, I was talking about changing diapers, feeding baby everything the whole nine yards mm-hmm. and and i think like it we need to normalize that yeah but that's a new concept right that paternity leave it was maternity leave for the longest time and the and the dad stays working and the mom stays at home with the newborn and i think the expectation of paternity leave was let's let us be with the mother so that she can heal for the first couple of weeks mm-hmm. and then you go back to work I think that was the... Even then. Where yeah. paternity leave is very normalized in Europe and like Switzerland or like yeah. the really awesome countries, Europe, right? <laughs> that have really awesome ideas. But paternity leave is usually limited to a month where maternity leave can sometimes be extended to up to four months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's some work to be done there. Systematically. But can, yeah. But continue to... Recognize that. Recognize that. Give them credit. Acknowledge them. Allow them to shine. Fathers, we need you. We see you. We see you. (laughs) We need you. You are a basic need for society to function. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mothers feel like we can do everything, but we can't. We can't. We can't. Let's be real. Yes. Modern modern dad, keep doing you. We see you. You guys are heading in the right direction. You got this. We are proud latinas to see the change even in my family i see like them stepping up to the plate yo shout out happy father's day guys <laughs> that went a little too far but okay yeah. well so- happy father's day how is that going far it went out of the rent <laughs> yeah so i think that brings us to the end i yes. think our point was pretty much that one let's recognize our fathers mm-hmm. let's, let's appreciate them, them. Love them. Take care of them. Let them go get some pedicures, man. Yeah, they don't know. They don't need any more tools, martillos. Um, what are those ratchet things? <laughs> <laughs> tools. Exhibit A of her not knowing tools. Yeah. <laughs> Hammers, they don't need more tools. Drills. Give them a, a face mask, some spa essential oils, yeah. massage. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the presents that are geared for. Mother's Day are not yes. really available for Father's Day. Like I can buy my mom a jewelry piece and yes. she's done so. Yeah, but with my dad, I'm like, I can't buy him another wallet. <laughs> like, how 
many hats can a man have, man? My dad is like a hat for Father's Day, a hat for Christmas, a hat for his birthday. You get to you get to a point where you're like, I'm just gonna buy him some white feeders, man. I'll get some some white shirts because yeah. the like the the amount of. <laughs> stuff that we get our fathers are like i'm thinking about the hats for my dad but yeah but yeah again goes to how much more attention women get in mother's day send them an edible arrangement man send them some fucking flowers some flowers made out of pineapple with dipped in chocolate hell yeah Mm -hmm. they like it yeah have you seen the crates that they're sending now because they like are attempting to provide more Manly oh, presents. now there's more, yeah. And there's like crates with like dried meat in there and mm, yeah. stuff. I, I've seen some arrangements with like little things of like beer or like hard liquor, or whatever. Yeah, why are them. why are men alcoholics? Do they really? Can we give them something different? <laughs> things like I don't know. I just think like let's let's really take care of our men. Yes. And and let's really allow them to be who they want to be and provide that safe space to shine to shine shine bright like a diamond. diamond. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's the end of it. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. Again, follow us on on our social medias. Spotify, Apple. Social medias. Social medias. This is, uh, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Maybe this episode was a little bit funner because wine was involved. Wine was involved for full, dis- f- 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 full, full disclosure. Full <laughs> want to encourage you guys to give us some feedback as you go have hug, been. yes and go hug your dad send them a message if they're and still around tell them how proud you are of them say thank you for make all their hard cry. work you didn't do your make job right if you didn't make cry. them cry <laughs> make them cry <laughs> oh my dad again if, if i just my send him too. a cute little text like oh Te thank amo. you i'm so proud Te amo, pa. Gracias por sacrificios. He's sort of like ah. <laughs> It's but, not real if you don't make them cry. Yeah. Just kidding. Say thank you. Appreciate them. We see you guys. Happy Father's Day. And we'll talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We hope this was the start of the conversation for you. And know that you're not alone in whatever journey you're walking. We know these discussions might bring up some challenging emotions or thoughts. So please remember that although this is a safe space to start your healing process, it is not meant as a replacement for therapy. So please reach out and seek professional help. You're not alone. Don't be scared to sit with your elephant on the couch. Until next time.